Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated Word of God. Rightly dividing the Word of Truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed. Please, you may take your seats briefly. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us know that salvation is associated with light? When you mention salvation, divinely speaking, light has come. Praise the Lord. And in the book of Psalms, chapter 27 and verse 1, the psalmist said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. So every time you mention salvation, you're also pointing at light. Praise the Lord. Paul, the apostle, had an encounter and he got saved. In the book of Acts, chapter 22, verse 6, Paul said, And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh Damascus, about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven, what? A great light ran about me. Now, and I fell down onto the ground. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul. Now, this is a process that led to Saul's salvation. Light came. And then he was humbled by the light. Light penetrated his darkness. And he realized he was going the wrong way. Tonight, light is coming someone's way. Now, I didn't say you didn't have light, but you are going to have a greater one in the mighty name of Jesus. It was said that a great light shone on Paul. Paul was killing Christians at that time. And he thought he knew God. And in his knowledge of God, he had Christians as his enemy. And he was killing them until light came. Tonight, light is coming. And every area of your Christian life will find a brighter expression. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, it was said concerning the people who sat in darkness. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region of shadow of death, light is sprung up. That was when Jesus moved into preaching the word. He said that people who sat in darkness saw a great light. Tonight is my prayer that someone will see a great light. And that is why I'm speaking on the topic let there be light. Someone's light is coming tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. How many of us know that let there be light is what began creation? Let there be light. And there was light. And God started creating. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And the Lord said, let there be light. And there was light. Praise the Lord. And in verse 5, that was the first day. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. So when light came, day started counting. 
there will be no day until there is light. And you notice that they started counting when God called light. And the first day, the second day, the third day, but something happened the fourth day. The fourth day, God created the sun. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse 16 of that scripture, we read till we get to 19. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And he divided the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, scientifically, this is wrong. True or false? Because science counts days according to the sun. And so this morning you woke up because the sun came and said daybreak, right? And then you saw the light of the sun and that is one day. So, scriptures is saying that day fourth was when the sun was created. So you understand that science will disagree with this. But you see, no matter how much science disagrees with scriptures, every aspect of science gets corrected by going to scriptures. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, do you understand that uh, some time ago in the history of science, scientists believed that the earth was flat? True or false? But later they discovered that they were wrong because in scriptures, he that seated on the circles of the earth, which means the earth, according to scriptures, has been spherical. And science corrected their error. The scriptures have never been corrected. Praise the Lord. And then the Bible makes us to know, if you read scriptures, you see things like in the four corners of the earth. All over scriptures, four corners of the earth. Four corners of the earth. And what is he talking about? The cardinal points of the earth. And that's north, south, east, and west. So Bible knows that before science knew it. Now, when you check how creation started, you notice that um, seven days God created the earth, right? Now, when science started calculating the movement of the cosmic bodies around the planets, they noticed that seven days will be a very unique calculation for calculating these movements. And so, seven days means the first quarter of the movement of the moon around the earth. And so, when the moon goes around the earth in a complete circle, we call it one month, and that is four times seven. How did they get the seven? That is what God began with. So, Bible showed science seven days. And science started using seven days to calculate months and also years. Because one year is seven times 52. Seven days, seven days, seven days, 52 times. The earth went around the sun. 
seven days, seven days, seven days, four times, the moon went around the earth. How bad. And the Bible says God created the world in seven days. So you realize that there is something in scriptures that science needs to humble itself to agree with. Praise the Lord. And so where science disagrees with scriptures, it is false. The Bible says so. Hallelujah. This is just a little icing on the cake before we delve into the real thing. I needed to do this so that now when I start explaining the first three days, you understand what I mean. Now, the sun was created on the fourth day, which means that the first day light was not a visible light. True or false? Let there be light and there was light. The first day light was not visible, which means it was not natural. It was not a natural light. It was not a physical light. It was a supernatural light. So God, who is a supernatural God, created a supernatural light and counted days for three days before he decided to create the natural light, which is the sun. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, understanding this, you begin to realize that life has certain things deeper than what natural mind can pick. Now, look at it this way. If the light created was not physical, the supernatural, what could it be? Praise the Lord. By scriptural revelation, it is quite clear that the light that was created was nothing but wisdom. And I will explain it very soon. Praise the Lord. Somebody say wisdom. Or say it again. Now in Daniel chapter 12 verse 3, it says, And they that be wise shall what? Shine. So when you mention wisdom, you are talking about shining. You are talking about light. True or false? In Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 1, still that same understanding is found. Who is the wise man? And who knoweth interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine. So anytime wisdom is mentioned, light is actually mentioned. You know, look at it this way. Some of us who are artists will understand these things. When you are trying to illustrate someone who caught an idea, by the illustration we put a bulb, a bulb on the head of, as if he's thinking a bulb. What does it mean? He's caught an idea. He's caught a light. So each time you mention light, the highest of light is wisdom. Now, why is that possible? Because wisdom is what? The principal thing. Whatever you are beginning, which should last, must begin with what? Wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now, if God says wisdom is the principal thing and God intends to create the earth, do you think he will start the earth without wisdom? 
Now, by revelation of scriptures, we know that wisdom relates with shining. It's light. Now, so when God said, let there be light, it meant God caught wisdom. What is the literal meaning of wisdom? Wisdom simply means the know-how. You get what I'm saying? It's a man of wisdom. It means that the man has the know-how, meaning at every difficult state, he knows what step to take. That is what is called wisdom. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm slowing down because I know that you need to ask questions. And if you don't understand and I'm speaking so fast, you won't catch anything. Now, look at it this way. God, Jesus said, who wants to build a tower and will not first sit down to count the cost? That you sit down and plan. God wanted to create the, the world and therefore he needs to know what he wanted to do. And that is why wisdom is very important in God's creation. And look at it in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 12. Look at what it says here. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find knowledge of witty inventions. Please jump to 22. I, I, I want to see something in 22 as we read to 25. Can we read this together? If somebody is seeing the, 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 the screen. One, two, let's go. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning of Ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought up. When there were no fountains abounding with water, verse 25, before the mountains were settled, before hills, the hills was, was I brought forth. Now that means wisdom was what? Brought forth. Before God started creating the world, said, the Lord possessed me. From the beginning of his works of old. This settles what we are talking about here. So when God said, let there be light, God caught wisdom. Praise the Lord. When God said, let there be light, God said, let there be the wisdom that will make me create the world and there will be no problem about it. Let there be light. Let there be an idea that will make me create this world and I will succeed by it. Praise the Lord. What does it simply mean? That God does not want to fail creating this world and so he took his time to catch the light that will make him create the world and finish it and succeed with it. God is not a fool. You need wisdom. The opposite of wisdom is what? Foolishness. Somewhere in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10, the Bible talks about verse 15, it talks about the labor of the foolish does what? Wearyeth every one of them because what? He knoweth not how to go to the city. So a fool does not have the know-how in his labor. So a wise man has what? The know-how. And that know-how is what is called wisdom. So let there be light 
means let there be the know-how to create the world. Why do you think God will be interested in getting the know-how? Because God was going to create something that he has seen in the future that that thing may have certain challenges around it. For instance, God is love. And therefore, he was going to create people who are not robots, right? And if they are not robots, that means he was going to give them the free will. He will not temper with their will. And when I say will, I'm talking about choice and decisions. If God tampers with your choice and decisions, he's not a loving father. So he gives you the free will, but he expects you to use the free will to do the right thing. And he knew that Satan will use his free will in the wrong way. And if he uses his free will in the wrong way, what will happen? Should I create the world? Should I not create the world? Let there be light that will make me create, even though Satan will use his free will. And God caught it. And what was the light? The light was the wisdom of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, that, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, what? Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. So every time you talk about Jesus, you are talking about the wisdom of God. Is somebody hearing? Now, if a man's wisdom makes his face to shine, that means Jesus makes God's face to what? Shine. Are you catching it now? So Jesus is God's glory. That's number one. Now, let's go practical now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, we see what happened in Genesis. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, is it not Genesis we're talking about here? What has it done? Shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Which means that when God said, let there be light, what God caught was the face of Jesus Christ. When God said, let there be light, what God caught is the, the idea of Jesus Christ. Is somebody hearing me? The idea, let there be light. Let me have what it takes to create the world. And then, bam, the idea came. Jesus Christ. And what does it mean? God was going to be a lamb to be crucified when things go wrong because God is a God of law and crucifixion will solve the problem of sin. He saw it from the beginning that Satan was going to mess up and when it happens that way, there will be no solution than God becoming a lamb. And I will explain that in a jiffy. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, going, look at what the scripture talks about. For as much as we know that ye are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who, can we read this together? who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last days for you. So now let's, let's see the wisdom here. God created the sun 
on the fourth day. Crucifixion and resurrection takes place in three days. That's why when Jesus came, he said, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'll be crucified on the third day, I'll rise again. Destroy this temple, and three days I will raise it up. And then when he met Mary and Martha, and he said, we know our brother will, will rise again, he said, in the day of resurrection, he said, I am the resurrection. So Jesus was saying that resurrection has to do with me. I have the idea of resurrection. Now, God created light, sun, on the fourth day. Then the three days before sun came, there was an experiment of crucifixion and resurrection in heaven before the foundation of the earth. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but had been manifest. So before God created the world, God crucified himself and resurrected and saw that this is a good idea that will solve the problem before he started counting days on the earth. Somebody understanding what we are talking about? You see, some of our wisdom, God allows it to flow through men. Let me take it this way again. Before God created the world, he poured down his blood. He poured down his blood, which means that this earth I'm creating, nothing will spoil it over my dead body. You get it? Now, don't we sing, Yenara Assassini, Eye Bordin Dimayen, Mujana Nanum Shego Yedito, oh my. Our Nananum, they poured their blood on the earth for us, so the earth is very expensive to us. God poured his blood before creating the world, so he will not let anything take the world away. You get it? Now, if you read the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 28, you know that the blood, of, the blood of Christ is the blood of God. What does he say? Take heed, therefore, unto yourself and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseer to feed the church of God, which he had purchased. What? With his own blood. Whose own blood? God's own blood the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood so anytime you mention Jesus you actually I mean mention the blood of Jesus you are mentioning the blood of God so let me try and see whether I could explain so that I will take doubt out of some of us before I keep explaining what I'm doing I said God became a lamb right God became a lamb and crucified himself before starting creation. And that was the three days. It was the time God was crucified in heaven. That was why it was before the foundation of the earth. I will show you several scriptures that point to that also. But for now, how would you say God became a lamb? In the book of Revelations chapter 5, taking it from verse 4, and I wept much because no man was found worthy to open the book neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion. Somebody say lion. Oh, say it properly, lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals. Right? Who has prevailed? Oh, say it properly. Who prevailed? And now what happened? And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the 
elders stood what? A lamb. He said, don't cry. Because what you are crying about have been solved. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. He has taken the book. And so there is nothing to bother about again. So I tend to see the lion. And what did I see? A lamb. Which means the lion became a lamb to be crucified. Because who can crucify a lion? God is the lion. You don't dare him. But because his blood must be poured, the lion became a lamb. Now, these are the deep things of Christianity that Christians are not studying because we have turned Christianity to Nyanko Pombeshrao. But no, in heaven, God is welcoming people of deep knowledge. You understand? The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, the secret things belong to God, and the things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. You understand what we are talking about? Now, why does secret things belong to God? That is why he is God. He knows what we don't know, and therefore he is God. If what he knows we know, he is not God again. True or false? In the book of Job, he said, the things that you know, I know also. I'm not inferior to you. So when you know what God knows, he can't be your God. So what makes God our God is he has deep secrets and deep things that we don't know. But then he said the things which are revealed are for us and our children that we may do the works of God. Which means that God reveals secrets so that we can begin to look like him. You understand? That means if you say you are a child of God, you knew things or you know things that people of the world don't know. That is why you are a child of God. And God is God because God knows things that men don't know. That is why he's God. So if you're a child of God and all you know is what the Muslim knows, you are not a child of God. You get it? It is knowledge. It's mystery. It's secrets that make you a child of God. He was in the world. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came to his own. John chapter 1, verse 10, beginning. He came to his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to be called what? The sons of God. So the son of God is the one who knew the one who came and nobody knew. He caught the secret that the others didn't catch. So what makes me a son of God is I know something deeper than the people of the world. What makes God God is God knows deep things that we do not know. Praise the Lord. So what makes you a Christian is the deep things. Praise the Lord. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the thing that God has prepared for them that love him. Are you not a Christian? Are you not a lover of God? He said, eyes have not seen what he has prepared for you. But he said, God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. How? Yea, the deep things, the deep things of God. So there are things called deep things of God. And he said the spirit is the one who searches it. That's why Jesus, when he came, he said, I have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. In John chapter 16, verse 12. I have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. Bear. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. That means there are deep things you don't know. And that is what church should be looking for. Because what started the church? Who do men say that? I, the son of man, am. That's what started the church. Who do men say that I, Jesus, am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ. He said, now I'm building my church. 
So the church has to do with deep secrets. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal it to you. So if you turn your Christianity to what God will bless you to enjoy on earth, you are not a Christian. You are just like the people of the world. And that is why Jew people can become pastors. Because all you are offering is what they can also offer. You hear people say, Allah, Allah, fear God. Come, I'll give you good marriage. I'll give you this. And that, is that not what we are doing? So Christianity has become juju. But you see, Christians have something. And that is why they were being killed. Because they speak things. And the people of the world said, how, how, how? Paul was killing Christians because what Christians were saying is annoying him. Because you are a child of God. You know things that people of the world will baffle about. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this meeting is what Christianity is. Not the circles we are doing. Wow. That was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.